Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmaila. This is David Lechtenstein. This week I'm going to be traveling to Eretz Yisrael. Rather than doing a whole new program, we're going to do some of the best of the past. Here are some of the topics. Which medicine needs a Hechshah for Pesach? We'll have Rav Gershin Bess, the Paisik from Los Angeles. Rav David Haber, he's the foremost expert in kosher pharmaceuticals. Star K, Passover Directory. Rav Avkaladas Yisrael Tzamach Tzedek. Machine Matzah versus Hand Matzah. What do you do? Everybody says, okay, well, most people say hand matzah is better. Let's say you say, well, I can't afford it. If I get hand matzah, it's gotten really expensive now. I won't be able to buy my wife a dress for Pesach or maybe the kids. This is the end of Simchas Yamtif. So let's talk about it. Let's put it in context. What does it mean? We're being machmir in matzah. We're going to be mekil on Simchas Yamtif or some other halacha. Put it in context. What, is, what are really the issues with machine matzah? And then we're going to be speaking about Pesach hotels. Is it better to stay at home or better to go to a hotel? The reason it's better to go to a hotel, somebody told me, he says, you know, the Jews left Mitzrayim. The women are still stuck in Mitzrayim cleaning for Pesach. You have people that it's just too overwhelming. It's exhausting. On the other hand, we're going to hear a Blaise Ginsburg, the Rishkail of Flatbush, in Flatbush. He's going to be talking about the value of staying at home for Pesach. So three very contemporary issues. What needs a Hersha? Which medicines need a Hersha? Machine matzahs versus hand matzah. Pesach hotels should make for a fascinating program. Before we go to our... Uh, guests, let's go through some of our voicemails. Last week, we had a caller who said over that they brought over from Rabbi Miller that wearing a hat is like wearing tefillin. Compare, juxtapose the two, and we asked a number of questions. We said, really? So, like, there's huge kehillas in Klal Yisrael that don't wear a hat. Does that mean they're a karkaf tefillin, etc.? So, here is a caller who gave a very thoughtful response. About what someone said in the name of Rabbi Miller about the hat comparing it to tefillin. And what you commented on is, I would just want to explain this thing. Um, just like, on a very simple level, just like tefillin is a statement, it's something that's Megala, you know, that um, we are from the Amashem. And that's what the tefillin says. It's, a, it's, a, it's an expression of who we are. You know, it's a statement to, to everyone watching us. The same as with the hat. Of course, it's not on the same level, and you're 100% right. You know, one of the same material, one absolutely not, at best a minog. But it also shares the same point of it being a statement to everyone around us and to ourselves of who we are and what we are. There are certain things that we find that, although the thing itself is not a mitzvah, but it's a certain protection, it's a certain thing that brings us to very great places. Our chachamim, our gedolim, have the foresight to be able to tell us and to see what's important, what not. Now, here's a caller last week. We spoke about what the topic was, what would happen if Eretz Yisrael went right from, well, would it have to be the Medina, have to be Alpi Halacha or not? You know, would it be on the Supreme Court? Would it be on the Supreme Court of a Ganif who didn't have Hasra, didn't have Adim, you couldn't punish him, etc. So here's a caller who disagreed with the entire topic. I don't well understand the whole discussion and the whole show, because Clearly, the last Torah to do the second way out 51% Haraj Jews should go over to the UN and give them over the whole Medina. Because, as known to all, the Medina is Osir of the Torah. All our Bedoilam held that. Um, and it's borrowed and not the slightest of it. So, I don't even understand why the whole. So irrelevant, the whole discussion would go right over to the UN and give over the Medina and have no shacks with this. So I have a few confusions. And one is he says, it's Pasha to borrow that uh, you can't do it because of, I guess he means the Gimel Shvuas, etc. Look, we had, we quoted Reb Chaim but clearly Reb Chaim is talking about it should be done al How do you do al or Reb discusses the Ran? Would we fear that? So when you say it's Pasha to borrow that all the Gedalim, I mean, look at our Mara list and see all the G'daylam who said it has to be done al Allah. So I'm not sure what's Pasha to bar. But the second comment you said that, um, where he said that um, he would give it back to the UN. So here's my question. The UN has been involved in, I went online, 12 different major handbacks where they were handed. It's created almost genocides. The Hootsies and the Tutsis 
They say 800,000 Tutsis were killed, despite the fact that the UN was there. You have the massacres in Rwanda, Somalia, uh, half a million people killed. I mean, I could read all 13 of them. I don't think it's the point. So is this gentleman saying we should give it over to the UN, and if they kill 800,000 Jews, he's going to say, well, um, I guess there was, you know, it was Pashi Tubar, I don't know where he got this from, that no Rabbanim agreed with it. And even if you hold that the Gimel Shavuos is not an Agada, Agadita, even though it's an Agadita Gemara, like we said, the Marsha brings it in Agadita's, right, in the small letters, and it's not a Halacha Gemara, so let's say the Gimel Shavuos is a Halacha, very big if. And let's say even if it's a Halacha, like the answers that they say about the Gimel Shavuos, let's see, like right, our Sameach said, we can't be, we're not being moirid in the Ume Sa'ilum because the Balfour Declaration said, the Ume Sa'ilum said, you can go back there to Israel, or like the other Gedalim said, because the Gimel Shavuos were that the, one of the third one is that the Ume Sa'ilum have to treat us well, since they were made for the Shavua, when somebody breaks an agreement, break a treaty, the treaty is broken, it's not broken one said, but let's say it is a halacha, and, and all those two roots are void, and it's not an Agadatha. I mean, are you going to say that it's Yerig Val Yavar? Is that brought anywhere? We notice Gimel Averis Chamuris that are Yerig Val Yavar. We learned that out of a Pasuk. Are you going to say that the Gimel Shvuas are now, we're going to make a new drasha? Maybe this caller could tell us what the drasha is. They say that it's Yerig Val Yavar. And since it's established through history, that uh, the, at least recent UN history, that they're terrible peacekeepers. Terrible. Not surprisingly. So is he saying that because they're over on the Gimel Shvuas, assuming that they're halacha, now people should die because of the Gimel Shvuas? But we've had on uh, callers, in the, we've had callers, uh, guests in the past who said even the Sat Marav today would say, look, Avada, you can't give it back. He was opposed to the Medina, but even he wouldn't have such a Havamina. Now, here is a, a caller that uh, pointed out something that's important. And basically it is, is that we've covered 100, 200, 300 topics on this program. And if you listen, you get educated. We have the world-leading Rabbanim or the Mechabram of Svarim on those topics. There's healthy discussion and a debate, real rischa deiraisa. Here's a caller. I'm really a big fan of your show. I've at this point listened to, I think, over 150 episodes. And I just wanted to call you to tell you about something uh, I experienced this past uh, Friday night. So Lael Shabbos or Aaron Lopiansky Shlita came to Passaic and he was staying at a house in Clifton. And I came over, he had a little oneg um, over at the house and there was a, a part, period where he had like a question-answer session and people from the Passaic Clifton community were asking the Rav different questions. So I was sitting there, I was listening to some of the questions. So one guy asked a question about the sandwich generation. You know, parents, they have, uh, you know, they have their own kids and then they have aging parents who you know how to manage that. Then after that, someone else asked, do we judge politicians based on their policies or their character? And after that, there was another question about advertising by tzedakah agencies. You know, when you hear uh, tzedakahs that are doing like massive parlor meetings with a lot of money and everything like that, you know, should we give to tzedakahs that do things like that? How should we view it? Then somebody else asked after that about the costs and the benefits of seminaries. And after that, there was a question about the school acceptance policies. And the Rav answered all the questions beautifully, you know, really on point, very articulate, thoughtful. But I was just saying, I was thinking, you know, these are all halacha headline shows that I listen to. So it really showed me that, like, the topics that you choose are things that people are thinking about, that, you know, people are interested in. Come on, every question that people ask for Volpiansky was, you know, was, was shows that I heard. And also, it helped me appreciate that. Like, I realized I really gained a lot of knowledge by listening to all your shows. You know, a lot of these topics I never would have really thought of or, or heard anything about if I hadn't heard it on, on headlines. And, like, you have a wide range of a lot of interesting topics. You get on a lot of fascinating speakers. And you really also, in addition to introducing me to many topics and helping me to learn a lot, I have also feel that I've, I've liked been introduced to a lot of, uh, you know, Rashi Yeshiva, a lot of, like, uh, people that, I, like, I might not have otherwise have heard of. Like, I actually heard of Rafael Piansky for the first time on your show, and, like, I bought his book because, you know, he recommended it. It was really great. We have a lady who called last week, and she said we didn't answer our major question. I just listened to your program about the halachic state in Israel. Um, by the way, I thank you very much for your program. I, I'm an avid listener, and I really enjoy it always a lot. Um, you brought up some topics in the beginning about, like, can women serve as witnesses? And I guess the answer is probably not, but you didn't address that with the uh, guest speakers, so the answer was never really addressed, so I was kind of left hanging. Um, I'm wondering if you could address that in a future episode because I was, I kind of felt like it was cut off. 
And um, that's a very important topic. Women can't be judges. Women can't be witnesses. How would that work in a modern-day society where there's quite a lumber of secular Jews as well who would be quite inflamed and agitated and angry about that? And that's probably why all this rioting is going on now in Israel, because of stuff like that. They also probably wouldn't allow to be serving in the Knesset as lawmakers. So here's how I would respond to this. I would say that our guest said that there are two reasons uh, how they would run the two ways how they would run the country. Either the Ran, the Ran says is that the Dizdin Torah, and it is a separate halacha that a Melech, Melech, Bemishpud Yamadar, that the, the local, you know, empowered people, right, they have it, they have it, or the, or the Bezdin would have it in a Melech, and they have a right, they could kill Shalal Bezdin, Shalal Piastro, with Adim Psulim, etc. So clearly, if they wanted to empower a lady, the same din of Melech, Bemishpud Yamadar, they would be allowed to. Now, the second way we said it would work is with the Ramah in Simon Bays of Toive Ir have a right to be Masakin. But basically, the Toive Ir have a right to be Masakin because they represent the Ir. All matters that they believe are for the community's best results. So I can't see why the Toive Ir couldn't be allow a woman as well. So you're right, we didn't, we didn't uh, say it, but either way, I believe and feel, feel, feel free to opine otherwise, either else the Ran or else Tevir, clearly women would be empowered according to, these, uh, according to both of these positions. Before we go to our program, I'd like to say a, a small vart. Rashi says, when was the Egel? So does Machlech is Rishayinim. The Egel was before Kamas Amishkin, or the Egel was after Kamas Amishkin. Rashi says it was before, but... Kamas HaMishkin was put in, uh, the Maisa Mishkin was put in front of it. I guess the Rafua comes before the Maka. But here's the question. Whether it becomes before or after, not according to all Rishayinim, but I'm asking to many Rishayinim, the Egel should not be in the middle. The Egel should be either in the beginning or at the end. If you think the Rafua comes before the Maka, so it should be Truma Titzava Vayakil Pekude Kisisa. So what is it doing smack in the middle? So let me suggest something. The Mishkin represents the Binyan of Abayas, the base Hashem. But it's even more than that. The Mishkan Chazal say represents the creation of heaven and earth. Chazal say, just like the Rabbi Nishon created a Shamayim, here there were Uriahs. Just like there are, he said Gvulim to the Yam, there's the walls over here, there's the Machit. Everything you have in Shamayim and Oris, you have in the, in the Mishkan. It's basically a recreation, a mini creation of heaven and earth, which is, by the way, what's Asr and Shabbos? What Maisa Malach is Asa? The malacha that's us is the lamites malachas. Why lamites malachas of the Mishkan? Because the Mishkan is the recreation of heaven and earth. How is creation of heaven and earth? What malacha was done to create heaven and earth? The lamites malachas of the Mishkan. Shabbos, where we say, kol malach all your work is done on Shabbos, a time of rest, time of peace, time of come back to oneself. So we say the 39 malachas that we use to create heaven and earth, to create the Mishkan, that those are the Issa Malach of the, of the uh, on Shabbos. The Mishkan represents construction of heaven and earth, a bias, etc. So think of what happens here. We start building the Mishkan. In middle of the Mishkan, in middle of the construction, we put the, the eagle. Why to tell us? Very often in life, people start building something. What is it? A career in learning, a career in work, a family, maybe a marriage. And then something goes really, really wrong. Maybe it's PTSD, a trauma of some type. Maybe it's an addiction. Some massive, massive setback. How massive a setback? Well, think of it. How big of a setback was the eagle? Chazal say, any time the Rabbi Nishalem pays back an Aver of Kal Yisrael, there's a little bit of the Maise eagle there. That's how powerful it was. The chit that never really goes away. It was a really, really big mess up, right? What happens? We have Truma Titzava. Then we have the, the Egel in the middle. Huge mix-up. Huge. Whatever your plans were, tremendous mistake. So there's two ways to go. You could fold up shop on your learning, on your davening, on your marriage, on the chenach of your children, on your business. That's one thing. Or what happens right after the Egel? Vayakel pikude. We were building the world. We were building our dream. And a tremendous mess-up came. And you know what? You got knocked down. And what does the Tyra say? Get back up. Keep going. Keep marching. Don't get off the horse. Where do you see it? Not this similar concept. Where was another house, another structure built to save the world? Just like the Mishkan. The Teva. What does it say about the Teva? 
Rashi says, He came because of the Mabel. He came because Hashem said he was ready in the Teva beforehand. Rashi says, No, Noyach was a Maimon and an Amaimon. He just didn't know. He wasn't sure. Would it happen? Would Hashem, would Hashem keep his word? Was he imagining that he spoke to Hashem? Was he a Maimon and Hashem? Was the waters forced to men? So here's the question If he was a Maimon and an Amaimon, why is Noyach the only person in the entire Tanakh? who is Beferish, he's called a Tzaddik. He's called a Tzaddik twice. Ewa told us Nayach, Nayach is Tzaddik. Oishar is he Tzaddik. Right, she's twice called a Tzaddik. Only person in Tanakh. What, what do you mean he's called a Tzaddik? He was the guy who was Maimon and Maimon. And you know what the answer is? He was Maimon and Eni Maimon. He had one setback. He struggled with his belief. He had maybe depressions about, I don't know what he did, but we know one thing. He kept building for 120 years. He just didn't stop. He just kept marching. And what's, I think there's a powerful message here. You know, by, by, we just had Purim, right? You, Purim is Kabbalah Satira. What did they say by Kabbalah Satira? They said, Nasev and Ishma, they were so inspired. The next minute there was Kafelei and Harkagigis. Like, what do you need Harkagigis? They just were inspired. And you know what it is? It's just like a marriage. Somebody goes out. They're in love up to Shemayim. But you, you know what? You have to document it. You have to put it in time. We don't believe in Pilegish. It's with a ksuba. Why is it? Because we're very often inspired in life. But inspiration comes and goes. Contracts are to survive when the inspiration left. So what does it say? Yes, you were in love. You said Nasev and Ishma. Now let's put it into a contract. Kafale Markigigis. Same thing here. You were inspired. You're building a house. It fell down. You know what does the Torah say? After Kisisa, Vayakel Pikude. Get back up. You made a commitment. Keep marching. Nayach, you built. You were uninspired. You were inspired. You know what? Keep going. One day you'll be inspired again and you'll be glad that you marched on. Inspiration won't take you to the finish line. Inspiration will get you started. Commitment to just keep marching will get you over the finish line. And you know what? Every marriage has a Zivig Rishon and a Zivig Shani. The Zivig Rishon is inspiration. The Zivig Shani is when you act through commitment. But ultimately what happens? Afterwards, the love will come back. Right? That's what the Torah tells us. So if you've ever had a setback, when you read the story of the Eagle, and then by Mincha they're going to read, by Yaakov Pekude, you're just going to say, you know what, that's me. Let's go to our riddles of the week. And here's our first riddle of the week. A bit late, but you could use it every other, all other, so it's a great riddle. To Gemara in Tainus says, Amr of Yehudu Bredra Shmuel Bar Shiloh Mishmei Derav, Kishem Mishenichnas Av Mematem Besimcha, Kach Mishenichnas Adler Marben Besimcha. And that's the Gemara part of the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, Mishnah Bura Tafresh Pevav, Subkatan Ches, Mechulu. So the question is, what is it, Dimian? By Av, it's a it's a waterfall, a cascade of bad things happening, starting Shavasavatam, starting even before that. Then Av gets worse all the way to the Churban. First, they break the walls, they breach the Chaimah. And then, on Tishabav was the Chorban. So, one, everything led, it kept getting worse and worse and worse, told, by Mishanichnas Adar, Marben Pesimcha, nothing happens on Adar. Hippol Pur Hu And it happened on Yidgimel, Yudal, Tesvav, Right, but nothing happens on Rosh Chaydish Adar. So what's the kishem? Here it was set in motion, and here, you know, it's, it's, it's happening, it's getting worse, it's worse, it's worse. Here, there's nothing happening. That's our first riddle of the week. Now, a second riddle is, says in the parsha, it says, When the Gemara says, The luchas were made out of sapphire, cut out big letters out of them. So that hakika, that psalos was huge pieces of sapphire, Moshe became rich. Question is, the Gemara says, and by the way, Rashi brings this, from the psalos. The Gemara in the Dharma and the Flamen says, so the question is, okay, he's not Mashkel al Gibor Asher. Lamaisa, the first time Moshe saw the Rabbi Nishalem, he was a lowly shepherd by the Sneh. 
And and after that, Kama Vakama Parim, all the, the whole Parshas, Shmais, Fahira, Bai, it all happened. Bishalach, the first, most of the dippers we have with Maisha and Shmais happened before the story of Salach Ashtelu Savanim. And over there, he wasn't a, a, a usher yet. So how could Rashi bring? And here he was in the Sasher. What, how do you explain all the times before? That's still a second riddle of the week. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, like that's the country code, 33011-70250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's uh, 02-372-0304. Let's go to our fabulous Shia. From Baltimore, Rabbi David Heber, Kashrus Administrator of the Star K. He's a Talmud of Ner Yisrael and a Talmud of Rav Kalevsky. Welcome, Rabbi Heber. Thank you very much. It's very nice to be here. So given the um, complexity of there are probably 100,000 different medications and medical-related products on the market, and, you know, the difficulty of these, you know, for the consumer of the tortuous alleys of winding our way through that. Can you help us a little bit? I'm going to ask you a number of questions and help our audience through these. Let me start with uh, which prescription medicines, and there are so many, may be taken on Pesach and which may not? And it's a very broad question, so feel free to divide it in, you know, parse and parcel it. Absolutely. Okay, sure. It's a very important question, and many people have that before for Pesach. Um, really, to, to answer that question, a person first has to determine what status of chola, what status of illness they have, and why they're taking the medication. As is well known, someone who is a chaylish yesh sakana, a person whose life is in danger, certainly could take anything necessary, uh, when necessary, if, if nothing else is readily available. That that doesn't only include, of course, obvious sakana like, uh, God forbid, a heart attack or stroke, but it even includes people that are in a condition of sakana. Um, diabetes, for example, could be sakana if it's not if it's not dealt with properly. Um, you know, lung disease, depression, epilepsy. These types of issues are really sakana, and therefore such a person could really take what's necessary. Now, someone who's a chaylashen by sakana, someone who is ill, whose life is not in danger, and that would be. You know, you're you're run of the mill person who's sick in bed, uh, with just uh, you know a little fever, a little rundown. Uh, they're they're not full of meat, it's called. They're ill. Such a person, I, there are certain etayrim. Ideally, we recommend such a person should look at at the list which has been uh, produced by Rabbi Gershon Best Lita Rav in Los Angeles in conjunction with the Kyle of Los Angeles, and that list he's actually been doing for for. I think close to 30 years, if not more than 30 years. Uh, during the last 10 years, the Star Case actually published that list in conjunction with the Kyle of Los Angeles. We tell, ideally, a person should look at that list to see an item which is on that list. If a person, and, and to determine and confirm that it's a Hametz-free item. Um, so, for example, um, just a, a pain reliever, which could be a Chayla Shebe Sakana. You know, there are many, many lists. There are many items on our list, on that list. Of pain relievers, what we've included this year is a list of, we call it the quick pick list, which is pain relievers. It's got the allergies, you know, d- different types of medications, um, stomach ailments. Just a quick list of something someone wants to go out and buy something. These are the items that have been checked out. These are the, the items in that quick pick list are actually kosher as well, and they are hummus free. If, if it's not possible, there are certain etayrim. Um, that a person who is a chayla shem sakana is allowed to take, for example, swallowing something chayla shem sakana. If they can't find it on the list or it's not available in the form they want it, there's a hetter for a person who is a chayla shem sakana to swallow something. So that's meant to swallow. So like a a pill, a tablet would be mutter for a chayla shem sakana to to swallow. The third category. Can, can I just interrupt for a minute? Sure. Absolutely. You know, the Chazinish in, in Hilchus Pesach and Kuf Tazayin and Sivkat and Ches and Ramosha Feinstein, interestingly, in, in, in Arachayim and Simon Sadik Bey's both Shneim Nisnabu, 
and they both say that uh, uh, that uh, something that's not royal lachilas kelev, which we would assume that most, you know, I, I can't imagine a dog sitting down and eating a plate of aspirins or nitroglycerin or Sudafed or almost any type of a pill is 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 mutter on Pesach. And there's no achshave. They say that there's no, even if there's chametz gomer in it, they say there's no achshave because on the chametz gomer, as long as it's not royal achilas kelev. So they say even according to the rush of achshave, it would still be muta. So why do we even need those lists? Like why bother yourself with buying cumbersome lists? And why did the kelevs bother making those lists when we have a, a chazenish? And the chazenish was a big machmir. He's like the most machmir. He's like all the way out to right, you know, right field in the chumrah. What do we need those lists for? All right. So, so first of all, I'll answer that question specifically. But first of all, third category certainly is why a person needs that list because a chayla, someone who's not a chayla, someone who has a mechush, a discomfort, um, will need to, you know, act. It doesn't necessarily have that heter in such a case. So certainly, there. First of all, there are many items that are not don't fit the pill category. For example, liquids that do taste good could contain ingredients like sorbitol, which could be chametz based, and those taste good. So, first of all, part of that list is covering a lot of liquid medications, which don't fit into this issue and do taste good. And especially if a person is not a chayla, so that it's very hard to be makel for a person to take a liquid that tastes good if they're not a chayla sheish pesachana. So that's that's number one. So that that part of the list certainly. Um, certainly assist in, um, in in that. Number two is there certain chumras of Pesach that people have kept for for, for decades, for, for more than decades. We found a list from the 1920s from Germany where they actually, the similar, it's not exactly the same list, obviously, they're different medications, but Bishum Chumras of Pesach, people have been mocked on, on these items. And again, we're talking the 1920s in Germany. We're not talking, uh, this is not a list out of, you know, out of, out of B'nai Brak or Meisharim. This was in Germany in the 1920s, where they had a list of items. I mean, it was even sometimes more chumr than than things that are covered in the Los Angeles list. So you see, out the chumr of Pesach, and, and one of the reasons of that is that there is an ability to extract the chametz from the product. You see, there's two types of items that are are nifsal. Something could be spoiled. If you took a piece of bread, let's say, you know, it, it got moldy and spoiled, so then. The Pais can speak about, you know, that, whether that's mutter, nifsal, chilas, kelev, etc. Here, you have an ingredient that could potentially be chametz that's in the pill, and that ingredient is still there, technically. Now, you're what's called irubaydavar mar, which means you're mixing it with something, the active medication, which gives it a bitter taste. Technically, it's possible to separate those out, and you could have, and I've spoken to companies about this, you could have back your your starch or your hummus ingredient, um, which it comes back out of it. Now, normally, maker din, it's mutter. However, however, because of Pesach, people say they, they want to be machmer in this nakuda, and therefore that's why, historically, people have been machmer. Now, al-pi there's certainly a terrible person that has the ability but Rabbi, to swallow Rabbi a pill. The chazenish does not give, does, is not machmer. So why would, we I... be, why would we be machmer more than the chazenish? Well, first of all, Rabbi Shish Tshuva, I think, is going, I believe it's going on, on Achshave. It's going on the union of Achshave specifically. Right. On that Nakuda. Because also, because, first of all, there are that say this Chumrah, there's a Bishum Chumrah the Pesach. There's an union of... of uh, For example, who would be Machmir more than the Igris Maisha and the Chazinesh? Who, who specifically is Machmir more than the Igris Maisha and the Chazinesh? Well, I, I don't think Rabbi Maisha was just out of hand. In other words, the Pribagodim writes that you say machil and I say akalakal. When you have a choice between A and B, you go with what's more what's more mekel. So even if the chazanish and Ramesha were mekel, they they again I don't know if they addressed this primagodim, but the primagodim clearly says there's an Indian of machil and I say akalakal even by these cases. Not, not where it's not where it's nifsalme achilas kelev. It's earth. No, because it's not. That's what I'm explaining. It's not earth. It's you have a pill. If, if you go if in a factory, you have a pill. The way a pill is made is as follows: there's a mixture of ingredients. They don't ruin the 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 chametz ingredient even the chametz, even the chametz ingredient a, 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 a dog wouldn't eat it's 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 some inedible no, 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 that's not true it would be separated in, out some inedible some inedible star that's called irubaydavamar that's not nifsal nifsal means when you take something and you 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 it gets ruined innately and cannot be transferred, that cannot come back to its original form. Irabai Davar Mar 
is when you take an item and you mix something into it, so right now it becomes inedible. So would a dog that's, eat that's these different. eat these fillers? A dog would actually sit down and eat the fillers that are put in. If you separated it out, in other words, you could you could you could chemically a company could technically separate out the chametz ingredients from from if, if something is chametz, that is right. The, the the company has the ability to do that. Therefore, that's the din of by Davar So. This etzem zach is mutter, but there are paiskim. I believe um, the Biden was man, and my belief speaks about this in, in detail. Where if you have something which you're able to separate out, there are paiskim. There is such a concept of being machmer. Now, normally you, you may not be a need to do that, but for pay, like I'm saying, for Pesach, you know, the chumah to Pesach people have historically done that. But as I'm explaining. Maker did it's correct, but there is a there is a kalakal by an by Davar which says if you have a choice between consuming something which is chametz when you have something that's equally as effective and available, in other words, you're standing in the store and you want to buy something, you could buy something with chametz or you could buy something without chametz. Then the prima Gunnam writes, just like the, for your listeners, I'll explain. kalakal is is usually used by sakanas nefashas. In other words, somebody has an ability to Somebody has five hours to get to the hospital for a danger. The halacha is, we tell them, take a taxi. Because why drive when you have five hours to get there? Call a cab and go. The lady's expecting. You know, she's, she's in labor. We tell them to do that. Now, if a lady's in labor and she needs to get there, we say, move it. If you're a Masupic, jump in the car and go as fast as you can. Obviously, when, but when all else is equal, and a person has the ability to take the more makal route, or rather, excuse me, the, the more cow route, which means the less, the less issue, we tell them, take the taxi to the hospital and don't drive. Again, we're talking about where everything's equal. You got five hours to get there. You know, there's no rush. A lot of ladies in labor. Anyway, don't run straight to the hospital. So Dr. Prima Gadam, Prima Gadam explains that that same concept by Chalashesh applies to these dinim of Chalashesh also, which means, and especially by Pesach, where you have ability A and ability B, and you're looking at both items, so why take the chametz item and come on to this? You may as well take the other route. But again, if you don't have that ability and a person is a chayla, then certainly there. But Rabbi Herbert, I, I, I respectfully I would say it is a chilek, okay? That the dinner machil and I say hakal hakal is where you have two items that are there's a hierarchy of iser. Clearly, you go with the lowest iser, the next highest iser. You go up the hierarchy, right? Even these starches, even if you were to separate them out, they would still not be royal achilas adam. Not true. They would be. They, they would. They would. Starch. They would be royal achilas kelev. No person is going to sit down and eat this this type of starch and sit down with a plate of this type no, of but starch, you take right? That starch and put it into whatever, however. I but, mean, but but as it is, it's not going to be edible. So inedible, no, 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 if true. it's not Royal Lachilas Adam, it's only it's only well, us because of Lachama Bayasa So you don't have to worry about that on Pesach. That's a question. There's a product on the market called Dextrin, right, which is which is used, I forgot the trade name for it. It's a wheat dextrin, right? It's a dextrose item that people take and they mix it with water and they drink it. Now, is that edible? Yes. And what, are they, what, are, and what do they drink it for? They drink it for it's for fiber. Good. So that's it's also, a, but that's not that's not a food that they drink it. Like, would you say Metam, 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 is, But, but is Metamucil, a item. I don't mean that. That's is Metamucil a food? No, Metam, if someone if Metamucil happens to be kosher Pesach, because I don't mean that. But is somebody drinking a fiber for Eichel or for 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 balance? I think I, I think if someone drank a fiber which is wheat derived, they may it may be a chayvikrisis because it because it's edible. You mix it with water. That fiber again, there's a real process. Is there any hana? Was anybody going to drink Metamucil? Unflavored metamucil and have any hana from it? I I, I would not. I would clear say that if a, a metamucil type product, right? If it's a metamucil type product that it's chametz gummer, no one would touch such a thing. I mean, Rachman Latzlan to drink such a thing on Pesach that's chametz gummer straight away. That's a big chiddush. After that, I don't. Ramosha would never. Doesn't the doesn't the mug, doesn't, doesn't the mug of rum say that oat bran the 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 outer core of the oat is not chametz? Even though it comes from the oat itself, it doesn't the of Rum say that in uh, tough mem something? I forgot the exact uh, simon. So I mean, the concept of know, but, of but the concept of bread being water on Pesach is not it, because it's not. There's no hano whatsoever in it. It's not eaten as chametz. I, I mean, it could be in drabanan, but it's certainly certainly no hano in it. I mean, it's. I think you're getting more mekel than every agency, even the agencies that matter. You know. You know, pills and all that. They first of all, even those agencies that have come out will huckle on certain items. 
right? Like where they say pills you could swallow, and then Pisces could, the could say, you know, like this. They they themselves, in their own list, are telling people by liquid medication. Liquid medication, there's no, I'm just saying the Chazanish is moderate without any cabbage. But you're, but you're extending the Chazanish to further, that he's extending, he would never matter a wheat extra. That's Hamid's gummer. That's straight away Hamid's I'm not gummer. saying Chazanishol, that to be matter meat extra, I'm maybe explaining why the well, Chazanish is saying. So now, now, that, now, that now that we're answering wheat extra, and my point is, is that a company has the ability to take out from a pill a wheat starch and get it back to its original state. They told me that it would be expensive to get it exactly. It may have a little color in it, etc. you know, to get the colors out exactly, but it would be back to its state the way they got it in the bag, basically, which is a hummus product, which is edible, which companies use that same starch. I mean, the starch is used in, 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 a, in an array of products that, that you eat every day. Your, your wife cook bakes or whatever it is in products. So in other words, to say the binning in, in, in all cautious agencies is a trafe ingredient. Let's say trafe. We have this all the time. Fatty acids, triacetin. No one would eat a bowl of triacetin, right, which is a fatty acid-based potentially trafe ingredient. No one would touch it, but yet no cautious agency, any cautious agency, would allow a triacetin into a product unless the triacetin had a, a good hexer on it. Aye, it's not edible as is. You don't want to touch it. It's, it's it's acidic. You'd spit it out. But the answer is is but that goes into a food, some an ingredient. That's a food ingredient. There's also so the back to this point. This the wheat starches that they're using potentially. It starts is really offshoots of starch. I said the wheat starch is rather rare, but it's offshoots of of glucose, which would be chametz roquette. Roquette in in Europe makes makes glucose, which is chametz chametz gummer. Right, glucose is a sweet ingredient, and an offshoot of the glucose could be an array of ingredients, sorbitol, etc. Typically, we get a lot of calls about lipsticks, toothpaste, and mouthwash because people don't want to um, don't want to put it in their mouth. Mouthwash and toothpaste, we befairish right in our guide on page 157 that it contains sorbitol and other ingredients which may be derived from hummets. Although the halacha, these halacha, these items are permissible to use since they are nifsal me'achila. Many prefer not to use it since they're taken orally. Is it possible that since toothpaste tastes good, a dog would eat it? I'm not sure. That gets into the good getter of what considered Nifsamechilis Kalev. I think we consider toothpaste Nifsamechilis Kalev. That's what we wrote. Reminded holds it, it, it would be considered Nifsamechilis Kalev. So again, I'll be halacha, it's 100% mutter. But again, I'll Pesach, people have historically been makbid to make sure there's no chametz in it. They don't want to put chametz in their mouths. Rabbi, 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 let me change topics for a minute. What is the star case of position on, on, on machine matzis? On machine matzis? Yeah. We, if we have checked out a machine matzah, uh, we're happy with the way it's produced, then uh, we will add it to our list, to our Pesach list. In other words, certain certain critical items. Um, many conscious agencies have a back and forth. We, we accept many ingredients. They accept many ingredients. There's a lot of back and forth that uh, that we have. Certain types of items we're, we're extra makbid on. For example, meat on the Starcade meat, or, or meat which is used in Starcade facilities, will only be used if for Behindeman has been to the Schlachtais uh, or, you know, a representative of Behindeman has gone. That's Tom. In other words, to see it and use it. Matzah is similar, but not necessarily we, we walked in, but we're familiar with the operation. And uh, those are the ones that are familiar and happy with the operation. So, so the machine matzah, if it's a good factory, you know, it'll be there. If you look at our list, you'll see we do have machine matzahs listed. So we were asked the following Shaila by uh, a Machanach, okay? He says, I don't have the money to, ch- I have to make the choice between Shmura matzah for Pesach or buying meat for Pesach. I would say if his minig was always to eat shmura matzah, he should be matter nether on that minig, and he should buy meat for yontif, and only have shmura matzah by the seder, but make sure to buy a brand which, which you know, his rav is, is comfortable with, or his ra is, is comfortable with, but not necessarily that it's shmura matzah. Go to Rav Gershon Bess of Los Angeles, California. And also the Mahabra, the author of Passover Medicines and Cosmetics, which is a must-have in almost every, from a household. It's published in conjunction with the Star-K, Worldwide Passover direct- Directory to Medicines. Welcome, Rav Beth. Thank you. Rav Beth, could you give us a, just a thumbnail? What does somebody do when they have some medicine? It's like an unmarked pill. 
What do we do in such a situation? Well, if medically the person needs it and he doesn't have the opportunity to be able to clarify whether or not there is a chametz in it, then they would have to take the pill because there are enough mekilim, meikaradin, that one could take it even if there is a chametz ingredient. Um, a, if the person has the opportunity to, to check either some Pesach lists uh, provided like by the, the guide that I put out for the for as a public service of the Kailul in Los Angeles, Kailul Los Angeles, or his afters has a very thorough list and there are other lists, so that would, of course, would be the best if they can get in touch with somebody with a pharmacist who's able to look up to see if there are any suspicious ingredients. All the ingredients, all the inactive ingredients are available for any prescription drug, and there are certain ingredients that, are, that can be a problem for example, mannitol is something that is made out of wheat or corn or polysorbate AV sometimes is made from, from a wheat, even though mostly it's not made from wheat, it's made from corn. So uh, the pharmacist usually will be able to see whether there's any suspicious-looking ingredients. Xanthan gum is another one that can be suspicious ingredient. But many, Bar Hashem, many, many, many uh, of the medications, even if with one company they may add a mannitol, other companies, the same exact drug, will not add a mannitol. So the, usually the pharmacist will be able to clarify, or they can call his Rav, who will do his own research to find out. It's interesting when I was near Tisrala, yes, Rameh Salavechik, Nemuchzatzal, great loss for Kalyusrol, I asked him what. You know, whether he had any Messiah or any, anything to say about this issue, about whether or not one should. Uh, and he said that his father, the Biskorov Zatzal, was Matbid not to buy medications after Pesach from a pharmacist that didn't sell his chametz. So even if it was Biskorov, he left Kelev? Right. So Biskorov, that's what I asked him about. So Biskorov was Machmir even on... Okay, that's the Biskorov. Not, not bringing him. But I'm just saying it was the minute of Kalyusrov all through the generations, to be machmer on this. So why wasn't the Chazanish machmer? Well, we don't know if the Chazanish was machmer. I don't know if it was machmer. When he writes in the Sefer, when he writes discussing the Iker didn't. That is what, you know, m- many, we know many, many, many things that the Chazanish writes in the Sefer, Meikar didn't. So, you know, the fact that he discusses it, even though he himself has, you know, a little footnote, not a footnote, but in the bracket, it's like a later Madura, that, you know, he added on later that if it's Urubi Adayim, I'm sure you saw it, Almanasti to Chametz, if it's made before in order to eat it. So it's it's not like 100% clear. And also, at least also, we see his Mekil on another Nakuda, which is not so postured in the voice game. In the Paisim, constantly we see that by Chametz, if it's, it has to be Nifsal Meachilas Kelev. Chazanish learns, like the, like the Ram Taka says, Shalas had to learn of the Ram, but the Chazanish learns Gilamaisa, that any time that the Chametz is not in a position that it could be, that it could make a dough, at, uh, use it as a sap, make it to be Muhammad something else, so he says it only needs this Mishra Now, it's Taka in Asvara, that's, you know, one can surely extrapolate that from the Ram. But from the steamers that place came all over, I mean, just any of these comments is to say that if I would put this in a bread, it would make it, you know, ferment. It's very rochic in the Matthias to say that. And yet, all the place can constantly are using in all these cases when it's mixed with other things. They, and he says the, that they in these lives from Achilles Kalat. So they seem to learn the Ran moment, not that it's a gilui in the din of Hamid because of the royal Chamea, but it actually has to really be royal Chamea. Well, just with the, one more point, I just say yeah. that the Bialacha says clearly that if a person takes uh, a food, a chametz, and he mixes into it dvarim charifim, that because of the charifim, you can't you can't eat it. Like he he asks as if as if it's like partially says, is it is it partially that that's not going to make the chametz be considered not nifsal merchila? It's not going to be considered nifsal just because you were eaten by dvar. That machmas karifusam now it can't be eaten. That's not going to make the possible the chametz. So it's not a, like a hundred percent pashut. You know, there's there's much like written and discussed about it. So if you're asking, you know, the, you know whether there's a need for the list, I would um, I'm not I'm not known to be a machmir, and surely you know 
everybody is going to say that if a person needs a medication with Hulu, that, and he doesn't have available, that he talks should take it, no question. But whether it's been the Messiah of the Deirah, this is one of the... So, Rabbi Bass, can I ask you a, a two questions? By the way, the, the din of Lechama by Atheisa is usually when it's Nifsol Me'achilas Adam, not Me'achilas Kelas. So I think, Rabbi Nish is going, if it's not Nifsol Me'achilas Adam, he says it's not Roy Lechama by... But if this from Echilas Kelev, it wouldn't any, matter anymore, even if it was Lachamabai. It would, it would, so, Rabbeth, let me ask you another follow-up question. Would you say that the Chumris of, that we're su- discussing, that it's uh, a Mashahu, or maybe that, well, that if we go Lefnei had in, would, would you do the same for Kitneus as well, or only for Chametz? Or would you do it even for the Minig of Kitneus? I... I, that that also is a very good question. Now, it's just surely on the kidneys, and if there's a reason for medication, or if it's nifsal, really, that's not edible. I don't think that there's a humra of kidneys in such a case. So so then let me ask you a follow-up question, right? Let's say vitamins that are not chewable. You know, those horrible, they smell absolutely awful when you open the bottle. You just, you can't even believe you have to take one of them. Would those in your opinion, for Pesach, in a case with, by vitamins, assuming that the, the, the issue is kidneyous, would you say on those uh, 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 they would also need a hechsher if it was a kidneyous issue or, 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 or not? It's, it's, it's not fair to ask me that question, meaning that personally I, I don't know that there's a messiah, any messiah to be masked on kidneyous that a nifzal or medication. And my assumption is that there is no such Humra that people took on with hobbits, they took on. But with kidneys, etc., if it's not edible and it's not relaxila, and if there's any syrup at all, even vitamins, I personally would, would not be mocked on such a thing. So, I, and I don't know, but if you ask a question, is there such a, are there people that are masmir? I am sure that there are people that are masmir. And, the question is, what about if there's kidneys and it's not a bottle bishishim? In that case, and I know. It was put in L'Chatchila for that purpose. And it's an Eichel. Is that something to be machor about or not? Now, it's like, you know, it used to be always uh, that, you know, all the pace of lists would have that you can take this orange juice without hefter as long as it doesn't have citric acid. Now, the citric acid is uh, a masha who compared, and the citric acid, maybe, maybe there's Shail Hamid, but really, you know, we know it's, you know, basically from corn. So yet, you know, it seems to be, seems that maybe by Eichel, it would seem that, uh, you know, people were more lenient on it. I mean, we're still a little bit more machmer on the kidneys that we can bottle even for Bezach. So again, it's very hard to, you know, I've discussed with some people, they said, Avadinisht, you know, you know, even if it's bottle, the Pesach, Pesach. So it's very hard to, you know, to know exactly how far the Chumr the Pesach goes. But I did see, you know, let me share this, that I did see, uh, recently brought down, actually my son, Benjamin, Zev from South Fulsburg sent it to me, that he brought the 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 Rinder Rebbe at Nizera Kodesh, it says that the Dikdukin, that Klai Sholem Edagdik, on Shmir of Chametz, is Kemoy Tachshite Kala. It's like the the adornments you make for a Kala. Shekamashim Lusifim Layoyse Tachshitim, who know Yosef. And just like Akala, the more that you beautify her, the beautiful more she looks. Kmokane, Ava Chumra, she is Romach, Mirim Bepesach, Shehemi Yapim, a Mahajanis, a Mitzvah, and for each Chumra, the Rabbani Shalom is Mispoer Banu. So he writes there that, you know, it's a Ma- and I just thought of the Mamish, the Moshe, like with a Hasana, go to a Hasana, like every detail, and it's not necessary. Hasana works with a just plain, plain you know, tablecloth. But it has to be with these flowers and with this decoration and with the mints on it. Everything on it. Why? It's for my son. It's for my daughter's wedding. I want it to be beautiful. So that's how the saying in Zarekonish, it says that it's unnecessary. You can get along and the wedding will be perfect. The same Kedushan, the same Chuppah. But it's when HaKadosh Baruch took us out of Mitzrayim, when he made us into an Ummah. This is our, our Yontif together with Rabbi Nishnam, the Melech and, and, and Claudius Yisrael, the, the Kala. So the Zohar is telling us every digduk we do to show a Kaddish Baruch that's, you know, that's like beautifying the Kala. And, we, and we, you know, we have the Rekayaf that says that the seven brachas before he lost matzah like the brachas by the Chuppah. Phone from Cleveland. Harav Baruch Hirschfeld, who's the Dayan and Rish Koyal in Cleveland. Welcome, Rav Hirschfeld. Thank you. So, Rav Hirschfeld, we were asked by a number of people the following question. We do not have enough money to do all the mitzvahs on Pesach. 
So we can, our minig is to eat Shmura Matzah all of Pesach. After the first two nights, we have the following choice. We could eat Shmura Machine Matzah, or we could eat Hand Shmura Matzah. But if we choose to eat Shmura Matzah, which is expensive, we would not be able to buy our wife a new dress for Yom Tif. Do we buy Machine Matzah and buy our wife the dress, or do we buy hand matzah, and not buy our wife to dress? That's an interesting question. So I'd like to analyze the question by going through the pros and cons of machine versus hand matzahs. Why some people don't want machine matzahs and why some want hand matzahs? And I think through analyzing the reasons and pros and cons, we'll be able to come to an answer of this question. So when machine matzahs first came out, it was very much like a pulley system run by people turning wheels. As it evolved, it became electrical. And then the questions came into play as follows. The first bunch of Gdolim who said not to use machine matzahs felt it can't be lishma. We know, talking about them, and if a machine is doing it, so it's being done by itself. It's like matzah made by a goy or a head for cotton who can't do it lishma. And it's not a coach much. There's riches on Pesach might. So the first ones who asked the machine master said it's not made with smart, like made like the hair side of the cotton, and therefore it can't be called the smart. Now, Lamaitsa, both machine masters and hair masters have come a long way. Many, many hummus done nowadays that weren't done earlier to clean the equipment well and to make sure that everything's done well. So really, everybody seems to agree that you don't find by the machine and by the hand. So some say this full answer your machine might, might make the self-similar, but none of you holds of that. So now, if a person asks, can I ask Pesach my dad, say the answer the whole Pesach using hand or machine nuts. So I think the answer is like this. If somebody has a clear Mitzayro, that he's obviously, his part of the world where his parents came from, and they used only machine or only hand, he should carry on the... the Meaning of the Ovitz. If the Ovitz will not put the half hand shmura for a whole Pesach, it should keep on that meaning. If it's only for the Seder they had it, unless the Pesach walked off good, then that's also a conceptual meaning. But you should keep the meaning of the Ovitz. Thank you very much. That was Dayan Baruch Hirschfeld, the Dayan Rejkoil of Cleveland. We have with us on the phone Rabbi Yosef Weiner. He's the Murad Asra of Kehillah Shara Shemaim of Muncie, New York. He's a prolific lecturer. He's on Torah anytime. He speaks all over. Welcome, Rabbi Viner. Thank you very much for having me again. So we have Rabbi Viner. We have a Shiloh that was asked by uh, Daniel Soloff, of Daniel Soloff of Lake, was that he got this question, and it's, I think, a very powerful question. He said he was asked this by a number of mechanchem. Um, they said, you know, we don't have a lot of money for Pesach, and as, you know, there's a mitzvah simchas yamtif, and we have money for shmura matzis, hand shmura matzis, the first night and the second night, and after that, shmura matzis are very expensive. And if we buy the family and their mishpachas that are brucha yeladim, shmura matzis, we will not be able to eat meat the rest of yamtif. So we... Our minig is to eat shmura matzis, and, you know, we recognize the chumris. But on the other hand, the Rambam, in, you know, in Shvisas Yamtif, in Perik Vav, Tezayin, he says, in or Halachiyat Ches, he says that is a mitzvah of Simchas Yamtif, and ain't Simcha Elavabasaviyayin. So do we eat shmura matzis, the rest of Yamtif? What do we eat? Those those horrible words. Machine matzis, right? Are you referring to machine, shmura machine, ashmur? Let's say machine shmur, which is which is still relatively cheap. But if we eat machine matzis, then which the Sanzarov was so against, we will not be able to eat meat on Pesach. Which do we do? Just a shorter view on the old machlekes between the machine matzah and the hand matzah. As is somewhat well known, in the 1800s, they started with the original versions of the machine. Different Chaim, Shlomo Kluka, and others were very against it on a number of fronts. First one, obviously, is the kashrus issue is the chametz. With digital comet sticking to the machine, can they clean it well? Even when they said they would clean it well, was it actually being cleaned between runs? Originally was not. And that was a serious concern. The good news is on that front, it had gotten a thousand times better. There are those that say the machine monster today, from a kasha standpoint of comet, is either as good and some say it's even better. The second issue is an issue of the shmal, which is only an issue for the first two nights, the first two storm. And the question is, can a person create the shmal by pressing a button? There's everything that the automated system does for the next 
10-15 minutes accrue to my mitza or is it separated in which case the machines do get that can create lishma on that many postcam are makel as well and that would affect of course writing sifretera and other things as well that would cut across many areas of aloha but that is the second part of the mafleg the shulmakug was also worried at those times of of people who depended on the jobs losing their jobs uh from the uh hand uh, factory to the machines that uh, might or might not be an issue today but the way it fell out most people for this arm are using hand matzah there are those who are quote-unquote their mahata to use machine if they like the kashras better but your child i believe was really for the rest of pesach if they can't afford the shmur for the entire family for the rest of pesach had the expense of uh, not being able to afford boss of Yayin, uh, what should go first so the good news is that uh, the machine shmur again from the kasha standpoint depending on which company some are better than others but there are some state-of-the-art facilities that have cleaning processes in place that are unbelievably uh, done well uh, automated and machines don't make mistakes so from a kasha standpoint if a person doesn't have a mithura otherwise obviously most them from all them follow the different chayim and will not use machine at all somebody from a malicious background the extra background uh, really should have not much of an issue besides of course the taste that might not be an enhancement of the simple counter because the hand according to many tastes better but if it's a choice between both of versus machine shimmer and hand shimmer i would tell people from those persuasions to go with the machine for the rest of the pesach and use the hand for the last storm to get out the shy love lishmai issue even if the homage perspective is certainly under control agreed and what would you say to somebody who is chasidish if they're following all the Chidushim and Hagim and and Nisayra and Lakula and Lachumra and the Divra Chaim said no, again, scholastically, intellectually, one could argue Divra Chaim's main issue was the Chameis, and we probably not only repaired that issue but excelled in it. Lamaitz Divra Chaim, in his uh, brilliance, did not say the reason. He said he wasn't going to say the reason. Tam Kamlas, he writes. He says, I will not reveal the reason. Exactly, exactly. Which means he didn't want it. And part of the issue, of course, was called the Shotam and the There were a lot of changes. The Escola was making inroads. And they wanted good old-fashioned matzahs, round matzahs like Maishu Rabbeinu had. And there's a lot to be said for that. So, Lamaitza, I think that for those who are following such on Haga, it wouldn't even add to the Simchus Yontif because they'd be so upset about having to use the machine. I think the boss of Yai wouldn't taste very good at that point. Uh-huh. And I think it's probably fair to say that in the Devrechaim's times, people were probably pretty poor, much more than today. And when he said that, he may have assumed that people wouldn't eat meat because of his because of his chumra. No, uh, possibly, but I think he held that this was right in the middle of the Kufa, where many changes were coming fast and furious, and getting all the Gedalia thrall very nervous for good reason. And there's automatically going to be pushback with that, and those who are still holding firm to the fact that they're not changing the Messiah, certainly is something to be said for that. We have the great honor of having joining us Harab Leiser Ginsburg. He's the Rosh Koylel of Yeshiva Smir. He's also the Rav of Agudis Yisrael Zichron Shmuel. Welcome, Rabbi Ginsburg. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share some thoughts the way I understand about hotels for Pesach. Am I correct? Yeah, so that's why I asked you. Somebody wants to go to a hotel for Pesach, and um, what's what's the, what's the Rav's opinion of this? So could could you give me three minutes to talk? Is that okay? Uh, to hear three minutes from the right title of me, of us can find better. Okay. So let me begin with a uh, someone said today happened to tell me over a story, personal story. So I won't be mentioning the name. He was looking for a shit up for his daughter, and someone mentioned about a boy with his name. So his question was that maybe he should not consider it because it's the same name. Being that it was very close to Rav Pam, he asked Rav Pam, should he consider the Shiddach or not? This was the last year of Rav Pam's life, and Rav Pam thought for a minute. And then Rav Pam said, in today's time, this should not be a consideration for not looking into the boy. And the person took the opportunity to ask Rav Pam, what does the Rosh Hashiva mean that in this time, this time of age, this should not be a reason not to consider the boy? And Rav Pam first did not want to answer, but then as he was pushed, he answered. He said that in our days today, to find a bocher suitable 
to have a successful marriage, having those qualities that is needed for a successful marriage is not so easy. And therefore, we have to overlook the same name. As long as you see the boy is someone fit for your daughter and to have the successful marriage, this is the boy that you should consider. Now, let me try to explain what does Rav Tan mean that now in our times, it's much harder to find this boy, this Hoshin, which will be suitable to fit a perfect marriage, a happy marriage, a successful marriage. And I think the reason is that Akhaz Baruch gave us a tremendous ability to strengthen our family life. What is the ingredients to strengthening a family's life? The connection between father and son, father and daughter, mother and son, mother and daughter, siblings, is the Yontif Pesach. The Yontif Pesach happens to be the first Yontif of the Gimur Golem. And this Yontif Pesach, Akhush gave, as it should be, the way and the means and the ingredients in building a strong family ties. And, and the Raya, and the Raya, I wanted to say, the Yikhulachem ish celebates of a celebiates the first mitzvah given to Kali Yisrael. Exactly, exactly. Beautiful word, David. Exactly. Celebates, and they gave the mitzvah of Yigaratul Bincha. A mitzvah of Yigaratul Bincha. Let me just insert another story before I go on. Uh, this story was told to me also by an individual that he had the opportunity to go to Israel. This was right after the Hasana. He was planning to go with his Kalat to Israel. And the question was, should he leave before Pesach or should he leave after Pesach? And the reason why to leave before Pesach was because where he was going to go was very suitable for the answer of Pesach the way he understood it. He asked for Moshe Feinstein, and Moshe Feinstein answered him, where do you usually profit Pesach till now? He said, of course, by my father. He says, in other words, to me, Mekayim, the mitzvah, he got it told By you leaving Teretz soil before Pesach, you may be missing out, you and your father, on the mitzvah, he got it told So therefore, leave after Pesach and not before Pesach. In other words, even after Hassan, he was already married and still know where Moshe felt the importance of this mitzvah, which the Yontif Pesach was built, like as mentioned, Selavais Ovis Selavais is really the ingredients of strengthening the home, strengthening the connection between parents, children, siblings. That's the Yontif Pesach. And it's not only to say the night, which is the mitzvah of the Gartel but throughout Yontif Pesach, the getting together with all the Sudas, this has a special school. Being at the Torah, setting out with such clarity. So why is this gula of this yontif to strengthen the home, strengthen the connection, strengthen the ties, strengthen the other, strengthen the love that children should have for their parents and which parents have for their children. So therefore, the best place of this strengthening this connection is of course at home, when you head off to the hotel, even if you'll have private quarters, even if you have private rooms, but it happens to be a Rushasaram hotel. Hotel is a The children could be have what to do, there's plenty what to do in a hotel and there's plenty of places to see and to be. And what's most important, being together with the parents and being together in a in a in a in a in a scene where it's only the family together, this is missing in a hotel. And that is why I feel very strongly that Pesach should not be a young to go to a hotel, for sure. But, but let me ask the Rav something. So people say two, two responses. One is, they say, look, you know, the olden days, the women didn't work. They weren't outside the house. So they, they helped make Pesach, etc. Today, most Kyle wives work very, very hard. Most everybody, most families are two wage earners. Like the Rambam writes, Aisha shouldn't leave her house more than once or twice a month. 
the world has changed, and you know the women are exhausted. It's like one woman said to me. She said the women have women haven't left Mitzrayim yet. They work the whole year. They 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 schlep, They come home. They have to take care of the kids, do the laundry. Pesach. They have to start cleaning, crossing. And so they said it. It the times have changed a little. That's what. That's one time. What would the Rav say to that? My mother's a coin of Avlocha, a great, great lady, a daughter of Rabchatzko Levenstein, a wife of a Goyen, the Rosh Hashiva, the Rafaim Mokri Ginsburg, had not an easy life, to say the least. First of all, when she was, her father in those days had to travel in order to make Parnassa. He was a Rosh Hashiva in Ponovich, and then he was a Mashgiach in Kletz and in the Mir, and she was distanced from her mother and her from her, grand, her from her father. And then, when they got together in the Mir, and she got married, her father left her to soil. And then they had to go to a Shanghai and came gave to America. And then, not long after my father, 12 years was in America, he left this world and left my mother with 8,000 in the bank and one child married on five children that weren't married. And she told me, had she do it all, we never felt we were missing because Baruch Goizer Makai, the same Baruch that's Goizer, she says, gives the Koiches to Makai. If you want to do what the Abishad wants you to do, and the Abishad promises you, I'm going to give you the Koiches, I'm going to give you the ability to do what has to be done. Just listen and want to be kind what the Abishad wants. And I feel very strongly that the Abishad wants us at home for Pesach. And this that the women claim we don't have the Koiches, if they would say to Bernstein, please, I want to be home because I want to listen. And I want to do what you really want me to do. Give me the Koiches. The Bernstein would give them all that Koiches that's needed and they'll be relaxed and so happy. And so lovely looking at the beautiful Seder at home with all the children and the son was everyone sitting around that Seder and crabbing. My wonderful listeners, I'm speaking from my heart. Please, please listen to me. Stay home. Stay home. Have a pace up together with the family. Enjoy family life. Enjoy the chinuch. Enjoy being together. Fear. And please, Rabbi say, listen to me. I'm telling you, Var Hashem, I'm no subject. This is what the Abishta wants. Please listen to me. Yeah. There, are, there are people who maybe they're almonists. They have, you know, difficult situations at home. Maybe somebody who's a chayla. There are people who live, you know, there are people who live in Yenna Ekvel that on a yomtiv, they don't hear Dvar Hashem. And these people, they come to a hotel. They hear Rabbonim. They hear, do you think that a hotel is to nobody or that there are people who talk to them? It is a... Again, again, the Torah Doisha said uh, someone that's in a position that is an onus. When is Achman Apatri? Well, but Derek Rechaika. Derek Rechaika. The Torah gave to Turin 100% if there is a good reason. But even those people that have these good reasons, should they should discuss it with a Torah authority, with their Rav, with their Rosh Hashiva. Let's discuss it with them. And then once they tell you, yes, this is the right thing to do, then you go with that's Torah, you're going with Seagishmaya. Because the Torah gives an alternative when it's when you're in an honest. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those people that could make it at home. And for luxury, for other purposes, as mentioned, this is what I'm pleading. Those are what I'm asking. Thank you so much. Culture. 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 Culture.